rise up, glorify you because we have seen you to be Lord, we have seen you to be King, we have seen you to be Father and to be Master of the universe. Yes. So, Lord, we give you praise, and Lord, we thank you. We thank you, oh God, for this day. We thank you, oh God, for giving us the strength to stay consistent in the place of prayer. We thank you, Father, for your spirit that has been with us, for your spirit that has been upon us. We thank you, oh God, because you have sent us over to different pathways. You have shown us your presence, oh God, in the midst of the valley. You have shown us your presence, oh God, in the midst of the dry bones of our lives. You have shown us your presence. Uh, the midst of the coming together, the join, joining together, you have shown us, oh God, that you are both the God of the mountain, mountain, and you are the God of the valley. You have shown yes, us, you are, Lord. and that you are both the God mm. that, that brings bone to bone, oh God, and you are the one that puts signals upon the bones. Yes, you have shown yeah. us, oh God, that you are the one that completes the work, oh God, in a man. And Father, we thank you because by reason of this prayer ring, you have opened, oh God, paths inside of us, oh God. You have opened, oh God, new places that we can venture into in our yes, spirit, oh God. And so, yes, Lord, we give you praise because we know that even as you open these places, even as you open this path, even as you call us, oh God, into new forms of expression, into new forms of journeying with you. Father, thank you because you give us the accompanying grace to be able to ride with yes, your spirit. Lord. In the name of Jesus, my yes, God Lord, and my Lord, thank, thank you, Jesus. Because we know that things will never remain the same for us. Because indeed, yes, we have Indeed, we have answered the summon, oh God, to stand in this great army, to stand in the company of angels, to stand in the spirit of just men made perfect. We have answered, oh God, this summon which you are doing. And so, Lord, we declare that there is no retreat and there is no surrender. That irrespective of what we may come across, irrespective of what may challenge us, irrespective of what we may be dealing with, our perspective is that God is Lord, Jesus is God, and he is crowned king above all, he is crowned Lord above all. Our perspective is that we will keep our eyes on Zion, we will keep our eyes upon the hills, because that is where our help comes from. Our perspective is that our and he causes all to work together for us. Now our perspective is that we will stand upon the Lord, for it is him that is in our stability. Shanta <laughs> <laughs> 
Amen. Because I love you, you have given life to me. I was nothing until I found you. You have given life to me. I will serve you because I love you. You have given life to me. I was nothing until I found you. You have given life to me. You have given life to me. Oh Lord, you have given life to me. That's why I remain in this army, God.
This is the song of this hour that we have given our lives in service. Can we even give our lives? Will we not give in the life that we have? Yes. The fact that we can stand and praise you, the fact that we can stand and even call your name from our lips, is it not an honor? Is it not a gift that you have given to us? Yes, so what is it, oh God, that we can possibly give in the for your kindness and for your majesty that you have when you're not the one who, in your mercy and in your loving kindness, to be partakers of this glorious life? Yes, you, oh God, that is the good one, that is the true one, that is the kind one, that is the merciful one. Father, we give you praise. You know, that song says, I will serve you because I love you, because you have given life to me. It says, I was nothing until you found me. And you have given life to me. And you know, that's the reality of the gospel to me. I don't know if it's the reality of somebody else, but that's the reality of the gospel to me. Without the gospel finding me and locating me and entering into my heart, not just but as a reality that I now live. Without the gospel, I would have just been on earth probably as somebody working in one oil and gas company and, you know, just trying to make my marriage work, trying to make, you know, life work with friends and all of those things, having no center, having no foundation, having no pillar and no compass that continually points me in the direction of eternity. Without the gospel, I'll be completely lost in this world where there are so many things fighting for our attention. This is the testimony of the gospel, that somehow the Lord took us for being simple people, that somehow the Lord took us for being people who were undiscerning, people who never were able to direct their paths. The Lord took us from people who were constantly tossed to and fro, people who were pushed around by the enemy. The Lord took us and he took us away from the enslavement of darkness. He took us away from the shakiness of, of, of words and theologies that were rooted and founded in nothing. He took us away from the grip of hell and he caused us to escape like birds that have been let out of the cage of their captors. This is the story of the gospel. This is the story of the someone that we have been summoned onto. This is a story of the army that we have been engrafted into. For there was nothing about our lives that could have 
possibly qualified us to stand with this great host, to stand with this holy nation. But somehow in the gospel came to us the power of God. In the gospel came to us the life of God. In the gospel came to us the capacity of God, the ability of God for a man to be uprooted from one kingdom and to be translocated into a completely different kingdom. This is the power of the gospel that somehow every part of our being that was one rooted and grounded in darkness and death was removed from the snare of death and we were relocated into the kingdom of light and life. This is the power of the gospel that somehow inside of our beings that there, there, there flows a new kind of spirit, there flows a new kind of life, that somehow the spirit of God entered into every cell in our body, that the spirit of God entered into every corner of our beings, into our minds, into our souls, into our spirit, and into our bodies, and the spirit of God began to transform us from inside out. This is the power of the gospel that though our outward man perishes, yet there is a renewal that is going on inside of us day by day. This is the power of the gospel that a man may look the same in the physical, but in the spirit, he ascends from being like an anthill into becoming a mountain. This is the power of the gospel. That from somebody who did not understand the power of his words, that slowly you can ascend into becoming a person at whose words the entire host of heaven will begin to match. This is the power of the gospel. That the Lord begins to bridge the gap between the people that we once were and the people that he predestined us to be. For the summon of God upon our lives is not a summon to give to him a thing that he cannot achieve for himself. But the Bible says he declares the end from the beginning and surely his counsel and his purpose will stand because he is the eternal God, the eternal rock of ages. This is the gospel that we have been called to partake in the banquet of one who is holy, in the banquet of one who is eternal, in the banquet of one who is all sufficient. This is the gospel that even though inside of us there is no room to accommodate the fullness of what he has, but somehow with each meal that we eat of his table, we are expanded to accommodate more of the meal that he has to offer. This is the gospel that the Lord will take simple men and broken women like you and I, and he will transform us into storehouses, and he will transform us into watch houses, and he will transform us into pillars, and he will transform us into gateways this is the gospel that the love of god is shown towards us in the person of jesus that somehow he made him the mediator of the covenant that we now benefit of that somehow he made him the lamb that was put upon the altar from which we now burn as new men this is the gospel that we are not men anymore who converse in the flesh only, that we are not men anymore who have only earthly conversations, that in the midst of our communication, that the attention of the heavenlies is pulled down. This is the gospel. That somehow clay vessels, they become houses of spiritual strength and power and authority. This is the gospel. Amen. That the work of God is made perfect in humanity. That we are transformed 
of being people of brokenness and broken statues into people whose lives and voices and works are honored in the realm of the spirit. But somehow we become people who are worthy of partaking of the authority that is in Christ Jesus. This is the gospel. For the summon of God upon our lives is not a summon to a thing that we can see, to a thing that we can feel. For there is no expression of the power of the spirit in this life that can be compared to the intensity of what we have been summoned unto. For there are places in this world that can never be able to accommodate the fullness of that which we have been summoned unto. This is the gospel. This is the gospel of Christ that is not only upon our lips, but is being preached to us daily by his spirit. This is the gospel that with every word with which we draw one man to Christ, that God will put inside of us 10 other words by which we are established in Christ. This is the gospel. For he that has summoned us is faithful. For he that has summoned us, he stands with us in the midst of the war. For he that has summoned us, he is the one that leads the battle from the front. This is the gospel. This is the gospel. It is not a someone to give him what he cannot get. It is not a someone to offer him any kind of deal by which you ensure that he will forever fight on your side. God is not on the side of any man. Every creation is on the Lord's side. Our side is too small for him to stand. We have to stand on his side. It is when we stand on his side that we receive safety, that we receive covering, that we receive protection. This is the gospel, that we are made worthy to stand on the Lord's side. This is the gospel. For the gospel is not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The gospel are not words that are written with human pen. The gospel is the spirit of God that is released upon the earth. The gospel is the way that was created by reason of the spilling of the blood of Jesus. A way was created for the spirit of God to move in all its fullness and to manifest in all its fullness upon the earth. That is the gospel. That we declare that indeed there is a way. That we declare that indeed there is a life. That we declare that indeed there is truth. That is the gospel. That truth may be established. Creating a way upon the earth so that all of humanity might have life. That is the gospel and the gospel is Jesus. We have been summoned unto Christ. And we have been summoned unto the fullness of the stature of Christ, that we might grow in maturity, that we may grow in understanding, that we may grow in wisdom, that we may grow in revelation, that we may grow in the knowledge of he who has summoned us, that someday we will not just be called the ones that are summoned, but our lives in itself will become a summon, that someday anywhere you stand, you become the wind of the summon. That someday, anywhere you set your feet, you become the epistle of the summon. That someday, anywhere you stand, you become the light of the summon. 
When the message that is given to the people now goes beyond a message, it becomes the life of the people. This is what we have been summoned unto. We have been summoned to the life that is Jesus. It says, and the spirit of God was with me and the hand of the Lord came upon me. And the hand of the Lord took me into a valley and it caused me to pass by the bones. And there were many and they were dry. And they were very, 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 very dry bones. And the spirit of God said unto me, son of man, can these bones live again? Is it possible? Is it possible? Is it possible for anything to come out of this? And the Spirit of God said to me, Can I cause light to come out of darkness? Can I cause creation to come out of chaos? Can I cause a deliverer to come out of one that has been killed as a thief? He took me past it and it was very, very dry. And I said unto him, no, Lord, thou knowest, only you know, I don't know. Because you are the one who holds the beginning and the end in your hands. You know, God. And he said to me, he said, prophesy that which you think is hidden. That which you think is in my heart only is revealed by the spirit of prophecy. That which you think that you cannot have access to, the moment you open your lips and you begin to speak, and you begin to speak from the place of the Spirit, you begin to prophesy. You realize that you always knew. Somewhere inside of you, you always knew what I had the ability and what I had the capacity to do. It's a son of mine prophesy. And as I prophesied, Something began to happen. I began to see the Lord bringing order. I began to see the Lord putting it together. I began to see the Lord causing it to comfort, come together. But when the noise came and when the heavy sound came, I thought to myself, this cannot be the gospel. I thought to myself, this cannot be the spirit of God. I thought to myself, this cannot be the manifestation of that which he asked me to prophesy about. And but somehow, as I stood in the place of prophecy, I began to see bone coming together to bone. I began to see that there was a location of that which was broken, of that which was scattered, of that which was in pieces. I saw it coming together, says Ezekiel. He says, and bone came to bone. And he says, and then something began to happen. I saw the Lord putting sinews upon them. I put in flesh upon the sinews. And then I realized that what was going on was that the Lord was putting together a great army. He was drawing together people from different nations, people from different continents. He was pulling together people of the same spirit and of the same DNA, people who have been ministered to by him, who have been given a message in season. He says, and they came together, broken, scattered, wounded, angry, disoriented as they may have been. I pulled them together. In the word of my summon. He says, and as it came together, I realized it was a great army. It was a great army that the Lord was galvanizing. But I also realized that something was missing. Even though they had come together, even though I could see the hand of God at work, 
Even though I could tell that a miracle had broken loose. I had revelations. I had dreams. Even though I have been seeing the power of God every now and then, just a little bit of flickers, but still there was a sustenance of life that was missing. And I said, God, how is it that it could have all come together yet? Yet there is no life. Yet I can still go to bed and feel empty. Yet I can still go to bed and wonder, God, are you with me? Yet I can still look around my life and I see a depressed uncle and I see a sick sister and I see a broken family. God, how is it possible? If indeed these people are partakers of the sermon, how is it possible, God? That despite all the signs of the miraculous, yet there is no life. And he said to me, he said, the key is in your hands. The key is in your prophecy. He says, but this time you are not prophesying to the bones, but this time you are prophesying to the wind. But this time you are not prophesying to the bones about what the wind wants to do. But this time you are prophesying to the wind about that which you have come to know the wind to be. People of God, there is a time where you prophesy to the dry bones. There is a time where you speak to the dry bones about the things that God wants to do. There is a time where you say, you know what? This is what the scripture says. This is what the word of God says. And you begin to summon your dry bones and you begin to bring back order. You begin to bring the will of God. And you begin to bring the hand of God into manifestation. He says, but there is another step that is beyond that. The, the step is a step where you begin to prophesy to the wind. And you see, for you to prophesy to the wind, it must be as a product of what you have come to know the wind to be. For you cannot prophesy to the wind. You cannot speak to the wind. You cannot say to the wind, you know, this is what your will is. This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to do it. Un unless you know the wind, unless you know the heart of the wind. And so the Spirit of God was saying to Ezekiel, he said, it is not time anymore to only say to the bones, it is time to begin to speak to the source of life. And I am the source of life. I am the wind. I am the one that put breath into man. So now I'm saying, prophesy to me. Now I'm saying, speak into my ears. As I hear you say, I will do. Now I'm saying rise up to the place where you can communicate to me man to man, spirit to spirit, king to king. Now I'm saying it is a different kind of order. It is a different kind of summon. For when you came in, you were summoned to the dry bones and you were summoned and you were in confusion and you were wondering what is going on. Can it leave? I don't know if it can leave. But now it is not a question of whether you know if it can leave. There is a journey that Ezekiel was tracking in Ezekiel 37. And he was tracking the journey of a man who, first of all, you know, dwells with God on the plain fields where he has no realization of the deep things that happen in the spirit, where he has no realization of the possibility of brokenness despite the presence of God. And then he tracked it to the journey of this man coming into the place where that same spirit begins to show him that beyond the surface, beyond the arm of protection of God upon your life, beyond the miracles, beyond the times when I provide a meal ticket for you, or I give you that car that you ask for, there is a deeper level. And there are things in your life that I want to deal with, and I must take you further down. 
And he began to track the journey of this man who walks with the Lord, who walks with the Spirit. And he was taken by the hand of the Spirit, not to a high ground, not to a new position, but to a valley, a deep place, a dark place, a lonely place. And in that lonely place, the Spirit of God began to show him the boundless expression of his brokenness. He began to show him. He began to show him the fullness of the things that he lacked. He began to show him his weaknesses, his deficiencies, all the areas of his life where, life where he has been struggling and he's been in captivity and he has been dead. And the Spirit of God began to take him through this journey. But the Spirit of God didn't leave him in that place. The Spirit of God also began to teach him. So he was going through a season of being taught by the Spirit. He was going through a season of being groomed by the Spirit. He was going through a season of being educated by the Spirit. And there are some of you right now that are going through that same season where the Spirit of God is beginning to show you things that you never thought existed in your life. And as the Spirit of God took him by the hand and began to walk him through the valley, the Spirit of God began to teach him how to address the bones and how to speak to them. And he went through that and Ezekiel began to track the journey from a man who was being taught how to address the bones and how to get them together and how to, you know, put his life back in order to a man who now begins to speak to the spirit by reason of the experience he has had in the valley. He now understands the heart of the spirit. A man who now beyond saying, oh, I don't know if these bones can come together. A man who now says to the spirit, come and give life because I know that you can. This is the summon. The summon unto maturity. The summon unto growth. The summon unto revelation. The summon unto understanding, the summon unto partnership, the summon unto kingship, the summon unto the brotherhood of Christ. This is the summon where we can now speak to him and say, Lord, come. And he began to say to him in Ezekiel 37 from verse 9, he says, Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man. Say this to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon this saith, 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 saying, slain, that they may live. It says, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. They stood upon their feet. So the, they had been coming together before. There was the sound of a revival. There was the sound of God doing something. There was a sound of the move of God. But there was no evidence. Because it was, they were not on their feet. There was no stability. There was no movement. There was just a sound. It just seemed like something is happening. We heard the rattling of the bones. But it was not an army. It didn't have the capacity to fight. It didn't have the capacity to wage war. It didn't have the capacity to create any effect or to influence anything. Noise. And for some people, it's almost as though it's the noise you have been hearing. You know, the noise, the Lord is about to do something. The Lord is working out something in your life. God is in, on the move. God is doing this, but it's just been so much noise. And it's almost as though, where is the manifestation? of that which is being spoken about. But in the midst of it all, God begins to say, hey, as my breath comes into this army, they would leave and they would stand on their two feet. Now, when he said to him, he said, prophesy to the wind. 
The question is, why the wind? The wind in itself speaks about the Spirit of God. And the Bible says in Mark 4, verse 3, it says, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear a sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with the one who is born of the Spirit. So it is with the one who is born of the Spirit. Not the one who knows about the Spirit. Not the one who sits with the people that talk about the Spirit. But the one whom the Spirit has conceived. The Spirit has grown in the Spirit's womb. And the Spirit has gone through contractions and labor pains to birth him. He says, so is the one who is born of the Spirit. So is the one whose blood is laced with the Spirit. So is the one whose mind is framed by the Spirit. So is the one whose actions are defined by the Spirit. He says, that one behaves like the Spirit. He says, because the Spirit is the wind. He says, but nobody knows where it goes. Nobody knows the movement of the wind. He says, except, he said, but the one who is born of the Spirit is like the Spirit. So nobody knows where he's going to, where he's coming from. But if they are both the wind, if they both carry the nature of the wind, that means the one who is born of the Spirit can know the way of the wind because he himself has the wind inside of him. That is why as Ezekiel began to track the journey of this person, it got to a point where this person was able to say, oh wind, come from the four corners. For you to get to the point where you are able to prophesy, like Ezekiel prophesied in Ezekiel 37 and verse um, 9, for you to get to the point where you are able to prophesy to the wind, you must first of all be one who is born of the wind, and you must be one who is acquainted with the wind, and you must be one who is walking with the wind. For you cannot command him, you cannot say to him, you cannot prophesy his will and his intentions into a thing, except you know his will and his intentions, and except you are walking in his will and in his intentions. So which is another level of someone. It is a level that goes beyond, oh, this is what the Bible says, into this is what the spirit is doing now, because I am a man of the spirit. But for you to be a man of the spirit, you must be a man that is in submission to the spirit. You must be a man who every corner and every part of his life is exposed to the spirit. You see, for the dry bone that Ezekiel saw was both those two things. It was, a, it, was, it was a miracle he was meant to walk, but it was also a reflection of his life or rather the life of Israel. So as we speak about the dry bone, we can look at it and speak about it from the place of the power of God to save, to transform, to bring forth, to, you know, to, to cause life to come forth. But at the same time, we can also look at it from the perspective of the fact that God is speaking to us and it's a representation of our own lives. And God is saying, hey, there are certain things in your life that will never stand on their two feet. There are certain visions, there are certain desires, there are certain hopes and dreams that you have that will never be able to stand on their two feet except you yourself. You get to the place where you have allowed the spirit to birth you. And then when you are born of the spirit, you yourself are the spirit. Then you have the ability, the capacity and the authority to say to the wind, this is where you should blow. Come from the four corners of the earth. I know where you are because I and you, we have become one. It's only the one that is born of the spirit is like the wind, is like the spirit.
In Ephesians 4, verse 14, it says, So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and the craftiness in deceitful schemes. How does the wind come? How do you become one that is born by the wind? How do you become one that has been birthed by the spirit? It says, the wind in itself is birthed by a doctrine. It says every wind of doctrine. So doctrine brings forth wind. So every doctrine releases a wind into your life. So the question is, by what wind have you been riding in this past couple of years? By what wind? If indeed it is the wind of the spirit, the evidence of the wind of the spirit, according to Ezekiel 37 verse 9, is that it comes into the army of dry bones and it causes them to have life and to stand on their feet. So perhaps you are listening to me today and you are saying to yourself, oh, it is okay for me to be a person of the spirit and, you know, never able to address these dry bones. But I tell you that the Bible says that when the wind is in your life, when the wind that is a product of the true doctrine is inside of you, it gives you the ability to cause life to arise from the dry bones. It says it comes by doctrine. And this is why we must watch everything that we hear. This is why we must watch everything that we receive. This is why we must go back to the scripture and always search for truth. This is why we must allow the Lord to teach us, to cause us to come into the place where revelation becomes normal to us because revelation becomes the way by which we operate on a daily basis. He says it is until you get to this point, the wind is not released in your life. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, verse 2, 4, to 4, it began to describe this wind. And it gave us certain characteristics of the wind. It says, and when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven the sound of a mighty rushing wind. That means this, this wind, this spirit has got a sound. There is always a sound that accompanies the spirit. There is always a sound in you that accompanies the spirit. It says this wind has got a sound. It says, and the wind has the ability to fill up a place, to fill up a thing. It says it filled up the whole house. That means you can be filled with the spirit. That means you can be filled with his presence. That means you can be filled with the wind. He says, son of man, this time you are not just going to prophesy to the bone, but you are going to prophesy to the wind. But how can you prophesy to the wind when you don't know where it is blowing to and from? So the wind has to dwell within you so that the words that come out of your mouth are the words of the wind. He says it can fill you up. It filled the whole house. He says where they were sitting and divided tongues as fire appeared upon them. So when this wind is inside of you, when this wind fills you, it comes upon you as the evidence of fire upon your life. He says, and it rested upon them. It did not shift. It did not move. It rested. That means there is a place where the wind can find resting in you. So the question is, have you positioned yourself for the resting of the spirit? Are you constantly moving? Are you constantly torn between two opinions? Are you on a high today and on a low tomorrow? Are you born again today and giving up your faith tomorrow? He says it has to rest. It has to rest. The Holy Spirit has to rest. 
He says, when it rested upon them, he says they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So that means when you are filled with the Spirit, when the wind rests upon you as fire and you are filled with his presence, then the next thing that you receive is utterance. And the Bible began to describe that utterance and it described him as something that went beyond the upper room. And he says, when all these men were gathered from across the world on this day, he says, when they stood and listened to them, he says, every single person heard their language. They were able to receive the gospel in the way they had the capacity to assimilate it. He says something happened to this man. When the wind came upon them, they had the ability to bring life to everybody that had gathered from every part of the earth. When the wind came upon them, they had the capacity to translate what sat on their head as fire. They had the capacity to translate that fire into a language that every man could receive. When the wind came upon them, something happened to them. Something happened to their brain and their brain shifted. And the part of their brain that is able to understand language began to kick in. And somehow these men that were ordinary fishermen, these men that were illiterate, something happened to their brain and it began to walk on hyper speed. And there was a transformation that happened inside of them. And these men received capacity and ability to be able to articulate to people, great and small, young and old. It began to articulate to them in the language they were able to understand, in the style they were able to understand. Something happened to them when this wind filled them and this fire sat upon them, they had the ability to be able to engage an audience that they had been running away from for over how many days? The wind, the wind, the wind. When you call for the wind, it says when the wind came, it came into this broken army and they received life. What does it mean? What does it mean literally? He says, when this wind comes, you may be an ordinary man. When this wind comes, you may be a forgotten woman. When this wind comes, you may be a person who is broken, who has been molested, who has been raped. You may be a person who thought there was no hope for her future. But when this wind comes into you, who was once caught slain, you are going to arise in life. There is going to come evidence from your life. There is going to come fruitfulness from your life. There is going to come power from your life. There is going to come capacity from your life to be able to engage. The difference between a dead man, a slain man, and a living man is that a slain man does not have the ability to respond to his immediate environment. He cannot see, he cannot feel, neither can he respond. But a living man has the ability to engage his environment. And so when the Spirit of God filled them, these men that were running and were in hiding and could not engage, they had the ability to engage. And from being people who were hiding, they became people of influence. All it took was the wind. All it took was the infilling of the wind. And today the spirit of God is filling you up once again. Today, the spirit of God is touching the areas and in the corners of your life once again. Today, the spirit of God is addressing every part of you that was broken and he's coming upon you as fire in the name of Jesus. The wind, the wind, the wind. Can we just pray this morning? It says, when it came upon the slain, they arose and they got up. When it comes upon the areas of your life that has been called slain, there is a rising that is coming out of you. Let's unmute our mics and let's begin to pray. Kanda Bruno Moshanta Kabisa Kida Haya.
Oh, Thank you. 
The Bible declares that when the wind came, that it filled the house where they were. It filled every corner. It filled everything that housed them. It filled everything that housed them. Every area in which they are found. Every area from which they operate. Every platform from which they operate. Everything, oh God, that housed them. Is it their physical houses? Is it their marriages? Is it their businesses? Is it their cars? Is it their houses? Is it their schools? Everything that housed them. When the wind comes, it fills everything. 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 And so if there be anyone right now on this prayer rain call and in your house, there has been an onslaught of hell and an adversity and even an agent of darkness was planted in your home. Even as the wind of the spirit is released from this call right now, we send the wind. my life my no one knows where it's going to and no one knows where it's coming from. So was every man that is born of the spirit. The wind cannot be held. 
Nobody yeah. can catch the wind and say, I have contained it in a container. Even yeah. as that is the characteristic of the wind, that is the characteristic of your life. Nobody mm. can you. Nobody can yes. hold you. Nobody can yes. say, this is where you are going to, where you are coming from. Nobody should be able to plot the graph of your life. Mm. We are going to come again. Mm. And we are going to break Amen. every form of monitoring that released over our lives. Mm. Every kind of spirit from darkness that mm. had been released to monitor, that had been released from the pits of hell to try to track the, the paths of our lives, to try to determine the destiny of our party. Whatever mm. by which they are monitoring, whatever mirror by which they are engaging, communicating, or trying to speak to our lives. Because Amen. Some of us here, after this call, you need to go and anoint your entire house. Just anoint it, anoint your entire house and release the wind of the spirit. The Lord is saying that some of you here, you've been docile for too long. You have given up and you have sat down and you have said, well, what can I do? This is what it has been. The Lord says, do you know who you are? You are a son of the wind. You are a son of the wind. The Lord says, go and release the fire of the wind in your home. Go and release the fire in your home. There are some people on this Zoom call, you are going to have, some people are going to have their nannies get up and suddenly say, I am going, I cannot stay anymore. Suddenly get up and say, I don't want to be a part of this house anymore. It may not be your help. It may even be people who have been living with you for a while. They will get up and say, not be a part of this anymore. We are going. Because something is being released this morning. And I hear about deliverance for people. Deliverance for 
people, liberation Amen. for people, deliverance Amen. and liberation. Amen. So when we end this prayer call and you go on your knees and you spread your hand, they said to Ezekiel, he said, Ezekiel, you call the wind, call it to come. Call it to come. He says, Ezekiel, you prophesy to the wind. And say, mm. oh, wind, come from the four corners of the earth. He say, come in the fullness in that which was released upon the earth in the day of this day. Come in the totality of your power and come mm. into that which has been slain, that which has been broken, that which has been shattered. There are some people on this Zoom call, you are going through the brokenness that happened in your own home from people it's your children that were abused. Some people, it was the manipulation of hell in your marriages. You know, some people, it was even your career, your business. Your husband has lost his job. You know, some of you, is your ministry is refusing to grow. I hear the Lord says, listen to me as you go on your knees over this call and you call for the wind, the fullness of the spirit to invade your home, to invade every corner where you are, to invade your space. I hear the Lord saying, I will sweep in suddenly and I will sweep out of your place, anything that does not carry the DNA of the wind, oh, cause them to fall just the same way that one fell to his face. He says, I will them to fall to their face because the, of the heavens and the earth is sweeping Amen. into the earth. And Father, I will just release that wind right now. I just release your spirit into every home, into every home. Amen. 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 You know, I'm just going to hold my head as a prophetic action. You, know, you can choose And we're going to speak to your life. We're just going to speak to the totality of your being. And I'm just going to say, oh, wind of heaven. Oh, oh, spirit. Come and rest upon this life. Come and rest upon this life. Come and rest upon me, O wind. Come and rest upon every area of my life. Wind of God. Wind of God from the four corners of the earth. Come and rest upon every area. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. On this and you are believing God for a baby, I want you to put your hand on your stomach. Or you are on this call and somehow you have suffered continuous loss of pregnancy. Put your hand on your stomach. And perhaps it is not physical pregnancy. It is the pregnancy of visions, the pregnancy of business, the pregnancy you know, of your spiritual life. 
you continually experience abortions, you continually experience miscarriages, you have symptoms of one that is pregnant with the spirit, but there is no fruit to show for it. Put your hand on your stomach. Today, we are going to pray that everything that the Lord is conceiving inside of you, it will grow. Jesus could not be aborted under the order of this high priest. There is nothing that the Lord, the wind, wants to bear. And so, Lord, we begin to pray for everyone whose hand is upon their stomach. who wants to carry physical children. Things you have ordained for me to practice in evil before the foundation of time. I am God's mindship. I am God's for a baby and when the time came the lord said to me he said to me you see i only require the physical elements from the man and from the woman so that it will not be said that i go against my laws he said, but you see, let me tell you, I can create this baby by the Spirit. Hallelujah. I can create this baby by the Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord came on to Mary and said to Mary, he says, hey, you're going to have a baby. And she said, I don't know a man. I'm not having sex. I don't have what it takes. He says, hey, the Spirit of God 
is going to fill you. The Spirit of God is going mm -hmm. to overshadow you. The Spirit of God is going to stand over you and overshadow you. So Mary, it is mm -hmm. not going to be about your physical elements anymore because mm -hmm. you'll be engulfed in the presence that overshadows you. He says, mm -hmm. when there is an overshadowing that goes on in your life, he says, mm -hmm. anything is possible for you. Give birth to that which shadows you. He says, mm -hmm. when the Spirit of God overshadows you, he says, you will give birth to the Spirit that is sitting mm -hmm. over you. But now, the Spirit of God does not only overshadow us, the Spirit of God lives inside of us. So when your physical elements fail, the Spirit that lives inside of you has the capacity to create a child. With yes. or without a womb, with or without eggs, with or without a sperm. Because when the Spirit overshadows her, anything is possible, said the angel to me. Lord said to me, said, Easter, you are going to speak every day because all things were made by him and for him they were created he says the worlds are framed by the word of god and he says keep speaking the word and i will speak to my womb every day and i will say oh womb hear ye the word of the lord you are not a graveyard you are not a burial ground babies don't come to die in you babies don't come to be buried in you you are a life-giving spirit the bible says anyone who receives him Rivers of light shall flow out of their belly. So I am a life-giving spirit. My womb is a life. Therefore, whatever comes inside of this womb will grow and it will come forth. The womb of my life is a life-giving spirit. That which you put in my womb will come forth. Testimony, and so you keep speaking because you now have a life inside of you. And to every womb of destiny that has suffered, everybody that has said, when, when one thing work, why is it that I'm never able to break ground? Why is it that I constantly receive visions? I constantly receive ideas, but I'm never able to translate it into substance. Today, I pray for you. And I lay hands on your life. Amen. I pray for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your head. Amen. A fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That you will be filled with the power of God.
that every darkness that covered the eyes of your spirit, every darkness that made it impossible for you to lay, I rebuke that darkness by the light of God. I begin to decree that your eyes are open to see as the Lord sees. As the Lord receives. And I begin to adjust your lens in the realm of the spirit. And I say that you're going to a spiritual and you're focus people see, you are able to comprehend the way of the Spirit. I pray for you in Jesus that your gates are adjusted so that you can in Christ. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Comfort from the four corners and fill the tombs of destiny. So that everyone rise up from every corner, you rise up in every area of their lives, and you stand on their two feet in the name of Jesus. I stands on his two feet. I decree that your mind stands on his two feet. I decree that 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 your children stand on their two feet. I decree stand on their two feet. Out of balance, everything in your life that had lost orientation. I decree that it receives balance and orientation. You arise, you arise, you arise all the good works and every good thing that God has set aside for you. I release the wind from the four corners to come upon you in the name of Jesus. God's flame would arise and would become a mighty army in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The wind, the wind, the wind. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Therefore, oh God, receive every hand of connection and we release the power in our alignment with the blood of Jesus. Release the power of alignment. So now I want you to take two minutes.
if there is any area in your life that is out of alignment, any area in your life that is out of alignment, I want you to begin to pray. If it is grace, you don't have to bring yourself to alignment. Ask for grace. Grace is the capacity to obey God. It is the mm -hmm. strengthening that comes from his throne. And it gives, you it gives you strength to obey him. So ask for grace if you need grace. If it is a lack of wisdom, ask for wisdom. If it is even a lack of willingness to obey, ask for the willingness to obey. But mm -hmm. bring yourself under alignment. The mm -hmm. Bible says submit to God. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm. Everything that troubles you is just a trouble of submission. Mm. Submit to God. Submit to God. Mm. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Mm. Let your heart rise up to your Father. Mm. Let your spirit rise up to your Father. This is not the time to go back to sleep. This is the time to pray. Let your spirit rise up to God. Bring yourself back into alignment. Bring your heart into order. Forgive mm. to be forgiven. Forgive your father. Forgive that friend that betrayed you. Forgive your spouse. Forgive your boss. Forgive, 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 forgive. Approve mm. every kind of bitterness inside of you. Listen, you are going to war, great army. Everything that entangles you, cut it off. Cut it off by the Spirit. Cut it off by the Spirit. Satan came and he found nothing. I mean, that means he's always checking. And that means he's always looking for things that resemble him inside of us. Gossip, malice, fighting, and bitterness, grief, anger. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Alive, 
Father, even as we submit it all before you, ask that you will come and you will fill us. Amen. A fresh fire. Amen. With fresh seal. With fresh perspective in the name of Jesus. Amen. If there are some people that will go back to bed, Lord, I pray that you will fill them with dreams Amen. and visions. Amen. To everybody, Amen. Lord, I pray that you will cause a new kind of sensitivity to the Spirit. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. The Lord says he's going to do it. So when he begins to do it today, please share the testimony on the telegram. Amen. The Lord is going to do it. He's going to stare. There's a stirring happen in your spirit. As some of you have let go of some things, um, the Spirit of God is going to fill those areas. You know, what I see is like uh, the things that you just let go of were like boulders inside your life. And those boulders were in there and they had formed holes. So as you remove the boulders, they were holes in your life. And the Lord Amen. says, I will fill those holes with my spirit. And Amen. I will begin to minister from that point that was once a point of brokenness. Amen. The Lord begins to walk Amen. his work in you. Shed Amen. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go back into prayer to continue in prayer because there are some things that the Lord say to you in prayer and continue praying and we'll meet tomorrow for our final session with Prophet Edem and myself as we bring the prayer ring 21 days to a close God bless you 
God bless you. For those that is night, have a good night. For those that is morning, have a good morning. Have a great day. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. God bless you. Peace towards you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you, P.I. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you, P.I. Thank you. 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 Thank you